BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. <laughs> um, guys, you know the one thing, you know, we've been in this pandemic for a while now. The one thing that I really want more than anything else is to sleep in. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. To have a day where you sleep in, right? Because, you know, for me, we haven't really seen any of our parents this whole time. And so we haven't had that one time where you, somebody else watches your kids when they wake up and you can just lay in bed as long as you want, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Like, when does that ever happen, though? I mean, does that happen when your family comes to visit? Do they do that? Well, they'll, you know, there'll be times. Or, you know, like if we were to take a trip by ourselves without our yes. kids, which obviously yes. we're not doing in the pandemic. Yeah. <clears throat> but do you guys do this where you... <clears throat> Take shifts? Like, n- well, yeah, sometimes we do that. But where you keep the kids up, like, you wear them out th- that day, and it's, like, a Friday, and you keep them up really late, like, that let them watch work. a movie or something, and then, no. like, thinking they're for sure going to sleep. But they're, they're so tired, guys. Like, you wear them out, and you're, like, for sure they're going to sleep late the next day. And then, of course, at, like, 5.30, they're up and ready to go. Well, listen to this. The other day, guess what? They slept in. They slept in five minutes later than, than normal. What? No, listen. It Well, here's the bummer. It was a weekday, but no one, somehow Gregory and I both like forgot to set an alarm or like it didn't work or whatever happened. Listen, everyone in our family slept past 7.30. Wow. That's literally like the saddest thing I've ever heard. I thought you were going to say like, <laughs> I thought you were going to say like 1030 and you're like, me too. I was like, didn't Gregory have to get to work? Oh, 730. Oh, okay. I was really excited. You guys, it was exciting. (laughs) Big day over here. Um, I looked at the clock. I looked at the clock when he finally woke up. He was like, Karen, Karen, we overslept. I looked at the clock. It was 737. What time do you guys normally get up? Um, like six to 630 ish, I would say. Could your kids get um, up that early or no? Our kids get up early, yeah. Um, well, sometimes. It just kind of depends. Um, mm-hmm. But I, but it was funny because it was like the best thing in the world because I was like, oh, my gosh, it's 7.30. We got to get this good night's sleep. But then you're late because it was a weekday. Right, then you're stressed. And then we're like, yeah. ah, scrambling, trying to get everybody dressed and ready. But um, I, that, this is like, th- this is my, it was kind of a glimpse of it. But this is my one, like, pandemic dream. I just really want one. Mm-hmm. And th- now I'm like... You know, Ella Ray's almost to the age where I could I could probably let her, like, teach her how to turn on the remote and have her put on a show for everybody, and they might last for another 30 minutes, oh, right? Yeah, yes. to do that, Karen. Dude, I, what is the point of having, like, three kids, if, if not for one is older and can start taking over, like, parenting duties? Yeah, exactly. Child labor. Get, get this the, going. Get, get going. Is yeah, she should I do it? Is she not even doing the dishes yet? 
I mean, she does. She She does the weed. Uh, Hey, take these dangerous uh, power tools outside. Can you finish up making the deck for us? Can you build a deck while you're at it out there? Get her to work on the basement renovation. Come on, Ella Ray. Can she do wiring work? Yeah. Is that is that a bad parent if I let her just do it and like turn on the TV for the kids in the morning this, on a Saturday? Is, I, I'm just no. gonna be honest. No. no, like, is this a real question? No, it's not. This is not real. All right, I'm gonna Why, try do it this they weekend. Have I'll let you guys know. Do they have iPads? They well, well no, tablets. actually, they don't. Well, Ellery oh. has one for school, but it. Um, oh. Yeah, that's it. But you can't really say, like. like yeah. You should on like a Friday night like set out their iPads and tell them mm-hmm. like when you wake up. Do not wake up mom and daddy. Turn on your iPad and, like, watch your shows. See, the and, like, let the baby fine. watch with you. Yeah, the baby's the problem, right? Like, Ingrid, would you really let Hartman watch uh, Liesl while you were still sleeping? Um, if, I, if they were in, like, the room with me, I would. Like, if they, like, both had their iPads in the same room, then I would let them do that. But that's it. Yeah, but then I feel like I, like, defeats the purpose. Like, I want them out of my room. Like, also, I want to, like, I lay in quiet. Is that Ella Ray is like five going on fifteen? Yeah, that's true. She's very responsible. Yeah, she should, watch, yeah, she she should like watch all of our kids. Could she? Okay, great. <laughs> great. All right, could, could, yeah, could we do that? That'd be great. <laughs> From the news desk. So speaking of all of this, this leads perfectly into our first article of the day. Uh, oh, the yes, headline, exactly. oh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> the headline is giving kids no autonomy is parent is the parenting norm now and the pandemic is making it worse. Uh, so the author of this article talks about letting her being honest about letting her 10 year old ride public transportation without her. And she talks about it on this uh, show she was on. And uh, the, the host said, like was kind of disgusted and said, you're outsourcing parenting. And the audience and like, booed her. Boo. Yeah. was like very judgy. Yeah. Um, the worst. So then she goes through uh, this, how this rise of it's called intensive parenting, which I hadn't heard that term before, but um, this was not a thing decades ago. It's a thing now. And, and basically the thought is children must always be attended to um, every, every minute of every day, either by you or like your, you know, your spouse or like your, like a very close relative. Um, and experts say this is, this is what should be happening now. But the flip side of it is that this like shielding and controlling, um, is kind of just a short-term strategy. And then what happens when they grow up and they can't do anything on their own, right? All these kids getting to college and all of a sudden they don't know how to do anything and their parents have to help them sign up for class and, Tell them how to figure out how to eat. I don't know. How to get food. Um, so it's this debate about um, kind of which which way we should go. The, I will say this, too. This is a long article. But it's so it's long. good. Mm-hmm. It's good, though. It's got a lot of good. I kept being like, oh, gosh, I'm still scrolling here. But everything I got to was interesting um, and I think is, is, is helpful. Um, and it, the other thing that I wanted to mention is it talks about how this intensive parenting obviously impacts the kids. But it also impacts the moms as well and how it makes moms a lot more anxious because you're, A, spending 24-7 with your kids and, B, worrying that you're being this perfect parent and doing everything perfectly to control them, to shield them, to do all of these things that we're supposed to be doing now as moms in this intensive parenting uh, idea. Uh, What do you guys think? Yeah, they talk about... Um, in quotes, mother's little helpers. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about prescription drugs. And Mm -hmm. this started like, 
in the 1950s, they're saying there was like a surge of prescriptions and, and in correlation, anxiety in mothers um, as well. And there's been a resurgence in moms going, getting prescription drugs to help them get through this pandemic. Because I mean, everyone is feeling the stress and anxiety of the pandemic. And what this article is saying is, you know, especially mothers who already feel that anxiety at just being a mother in general. And then you add on the pandemic and being with your kids 24 seven. I don't know about you guys. I, you know, you could probably guess you guys know me, I, you know, I'm kind of a high, strong, like anxious person, like anyways, like before I had kids, you know, I'm not like totally like, Hey, this is groovy, dude. Like peace <laughs> and love. That's just not me. So, you know, once I had kids, oh. like, all that was like exacerbated, like my anxiety levels. Um, and, and again, the pandemic makes all of these things worse. So, you know, this article doesn't offer any like solution to these things, but in my head, it like makes me feel better knowing that like, okay, this is like scientific proof. Like other Mm -hmm. moms, like we're all like this, right? Like we are all like battling these things. And this pandemic is making us feel like that much more anxious about life and in turn then making your children more anxious it's lists here about how helicopter parenting increases the high, higher level of anxiety and even depression for these children mm-hmm. so you know we're screwing up our own lives we're screwing up our kids lives like basically but surely there is a happy medium be- between allowing your child at 10 years old to ride public transportation by themselves and like being a helicopter parent right like this, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I would yeah, not definitely. let a 10 year old ride the subway because I think that's what she's referencing or perhaps it's the bus either way. No, like, mm-hmm. I, like I would, See, I, would. I would, I thought that was fine. She had other like fifth grader friends with her. Like she's fine. Yeah. I just can't imagine that. Cause I can't, I, I just can't imagine that a 10 year old is like able to, even a bunch of 10 year olds are able to navigate, I don't that. know, use reasoning skills. But I also would like to think, you know, I sometimes, Brian would disagree with this because he probably thinks I am a helicopter mom. But, you know, there are times when I'm like, River just needs to figure out, like, she keeps, for example, she has, now she sits at the stoles on our countertop on in her bumbo chair, right? Like, mm-hmm. so she's out of, like, the high chair, but she kind of had, like, a booster seat, if you will. Mm-hmm. And she will kick away from the counter. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's just in this booster seat and, like, she could fall And I have, like, kind of been, like, I'm kind of done telling her over and over again. Like, at this point, she's just going to have to, like, figure it out. I hope she doesn't fall. But, like, honestly, sometimes I think, like, that's what it's going to take for her to realize, like, oh, I can't, I can't do it anymore, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I would like to think that I'm somewhere in between. But I just think there's, like, you know, she references some other cases, like a woman who, and I actually remember this case, got arrested for letting her kid sit by himself in a locked car with an iPad. Um, the police, she was in the house doing something else and she got arrested and charged because her kid was like sitting in the car by himself with an That's iPad. crazy. I kind of think so too. I tend to think so as well. So, yeah. I mean, this so article do you, also, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, Ingrid. Well, I was going to say this article lists like the likelihood of your child being mm-hmm. like abducted by a stranger is so incredibly low. Like you're, you, you're probably going to get struck by lightning before that happens. But just two days ago. Ladies, I listened to a Crime Junkies episode. It's a podcast mm-hmm. about these two little nine-year-old girls. So oh, for gosh. the very first time, their mother let them go down one block 
to the supermarket with $5 to go purchase some candy by themselves. This was like the big thing that they were able to do finally. And guess what? One of those little girls was abducted and murdered. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, I mean, that is a crime junkie podcast. So, Just I saying. Don't, you know. I, I don't so I have a question question. to both of you. Would you guys say you're more, I know Katie, you kind of said you're in the middle. Would you say you're more helicopter or hands off parent? Um, Are you asking me? me? Yeah. I think think I'm in the middle. Yeah. I think I'm in the middle or I like to say I'm striving to be in the middle. If you, yeah, I agree. But I think that probably every parent says that, um, you know, when I notice it, you know, when I notice it is when I'm around other parents and I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's weird. You know, like you have, I don't know, like I'm getting to this point where like my friends that I've been friends with forever, like now they have kids and now we're like around each other for the first time with our kids. And it's really interesting to see how they parent. Mm -hmm. And, and I noticed, you know, some of my friends and even some friends that don't have kids, they almost try to discipline my children because it's like, they think that I'm supposed to interact more and tell them, you know, if they're fighting over a toy, you know, Oh, Hey, okay, Johnny, you have it for two minutes. You have it for two minutes. Like that, you know, maybe that's a bad example, but I I noticed that spectrum. And then the other side where I'm like, Oh, like that mom's not saying anything about our kids playing near that river. Maybe I'm too worried about this. Maybe I should be more like that mom. So I don't know. It just depends on like who I'm around as to like Mm -hmm. how I feel like as a parent, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I also, I've said this, this has been a topic of conversation in my house. You know, we are on TV news and we report on kids who get abducted, mm-hmm. kids who get molested, kids who, I mean, I can't tell you how many accidents I've covered, drownings over the years. Uh, I just, I'm, I'm here to tell you that like no parent ever thinks that it's going to happen to them. So like try telling a parent whose kid I don't know, drown in the river. Like, oh, but the chances of that happening is blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Tell that, tell that to that parent. Like that's, I, I, I do think some of my life experiences and work experiences have sort of colored the things. Like I know an accident can happen in an incident in, instant and it's over before you even knew it happened as a parent. So, mm-hmm. you know, I guess I'm coming at it from that perspective. Like everything's fine until something does happen. And then you're like, well, crap, I wish I would have like I don't know, Mm -hmm. maybe paid a little bit more attention to what my kid was doing. And I'm not like, I'm not judging, but I'm just, I don't know. I I guess that's the place that I'm coming from. It is interesting too, that this all seems like a a, a very fascinating conversation, but, but so different now with like the lens of, of pandemic, right? Like, I mean, when's the last time any of us have like gone out anywhere where like there was a chance we were going to like our kid was going to do something dangerous. You know what I mean? Like now, yeah, there's no opportunity now. Right. Right. Now it's just like you're home with your kids all the time. So it's like, you've got to be there. Um, but I do think that there is that sense of like, I don't want my kids to grow up and not be able to do anything on their own. You know? Well, I mean, I've told you this story, my college freshman roommate, I think I've even talked about it on the podcast, the girl who, so she had a car at college and had never, didn't know how to pump gas because her like parents always put gas in her car. God help me. I do not want to be that parent. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, I feel like I'm almost too far the other way. Like, just go. You'll figure it out. You'll be fine. 
you know. Well, this is why it's probably okay to let Ella Ray figure out how to work the TV <laughs> so that your kids can um, watch TV while you're sleeping, FYI. Yeah, there just, you not, go. just don't okay. let her, like, cook bacon. No frying right. bacon, Ella Ray. Right, right. But I'm here to tell uh, you, if you would let your kid ride public transportation at 10, you can probably let them watch, watch TV, TV while you're so sleeping. I can sleep in one day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Katie, you got a mums for us. Mom's the word. So this is this is maybe not breaking news for everybody, but I feel like because I've asked a couple of people, do you know about this? Some people say yes, some people say no. We wear a lot of makeup. I I wear a lot of makeup for my um, super illustrious TV news career, Um, and it's disgusting. I don't know if you guys ever feel like this. You get home from work and it's like under your fingernails. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's like on your clothes. I literally hate it. So the first thing I do when I come home is I wash my face. And I actually have, like, specific washcloths just for, like, TV news makeup. And they're all stained and they're, like, disgusting. And some people have even mistaken them for rags before. And I'm like, oh, this is a cleaning rag. Uh, no, that's, like, what I wash my face <laughs> No, with. no, no. That goes on my face. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so when I was visiting my sister uh, a couple of weeks ago, she was like, do you want a washcloth for your face? I was like, yeah, okay. Well, so she gave me these, like, microfiber makeup cloths. Have you seen these? Oh, no. I brought I, I have one to show you guys um but they're oh. like they're microfiber so they're like I oh. I think these might be like polyester it looks know. velvet it is it's it I looks heavenly know. it's like very soft um they're washable right so you know they're not like make you know you can buy those like makeup pad removers but then you throw mm-hmm. them in the trash right mm-hmm. um and there's something about them I don't know why they're like this miracle but they don't stain. You can put them in the washing machine and they take off your makeup. Like, you know how sometimes you have to like really scrub with like a, a mm-hmm. regular old washcloth. Mm-hmm. These are totally different. You can find a bunch of different brands online. Um, let me see the one that I have. This is the Nujilla, um washcloth. And they were, I wanted to see how much I spent on it. I honestly, I think they were less than 20 bucks. This comes in a pack of six. And again, you can put them in the wash um, and continue to reuse them. And I, if you have, if you're one of those people that wears like a ton of, like a crap ton of makeup and it's, you know, hard to get off, I highly recommend. So you put your face wash on the yeah washcloth? You do everything you, you do would it. with like a normal run-of-the-mill washcloth. It's just, it's the, the uh, material of this washcloth that makes it different. So they don't stain because of like the material that they are. And they take off your makeup better, if that makes sense. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, I've noticed, you know, where I've noticed these too is if you go to like an Airbnb or if you go to like a hotel, people will have like these, they want people to specifically wash mm-hmm. their face mm-hmm. with these. Or like black because, washcloths. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, t- makeup stains. So if you're one of those people and you're looking for something good, these are cheap. There's a bunch of different brands and I highly recommend them. And they're love pretty, it. right? Yeah. Like they colors. look amazing. You know, I love it. That's my favorite color. Yeah. Turquoise. Yeah. Yeah. So check them out. They're good. Anchor Moms is brought to you by Wilderness at the Smokies, the Smokies' largest water park resort. Get out of the house and into the wilderness. This one, do you guys um, know um, Dylan Dreyer? She's a meteorologist for the Today Show. Yeah. Um, she just, she had her second kid in, I believe, January of 2020, and she just posted this. We actually saw it on her Instagram and then realized that, um, like, the Today Parenting did a, uh, a story on it. And so the title is Dylan Dreyer's raw post reveals the emotional toll of breastfeeding 
breastfeeding journeys end. So she posted um, that she, no one talks about the emotional toll stopping breastfeeding takes on a mom. Oliver, that's her son, wasn't into nursing, so he'd only nurse first thing in the morning while he was sleepy. She pumped and she pumped and she pumped. She didn't produce much. She talks about how every time she pumped, she had this dysphoric feeling where she basically, she didn't describe it as depression, but she just talks about it was like this feeling, this like brief fleeting feeling of just like hating everything and everybody. And so she thought once, so he's a year old now, and once she was done, you know, that's traditionally when a lot of people stop breastfeeding, right, is a year. And she thought once that year was up, she'd be so elated to be done pumping um, and breastfeeding. And she talks about just that she feels guilty about it. She feels sick about it. Um, she says every day she thinks that this is going to be the last time she like pumps and nurses and then she changes her mind. And that it's just a, sh a shame that she says no doctor, no friend, n nobody told her that this this was a thing and that you feel this way. I don't know about you guys, but I had River stopped nursing on her own literally mm -hmm. like two days before like she overnight. turned one. Yes. And it was like the saddest. I remember texting you guys. I called the pediatrician. I was like, what should I do? Like, I really want to continue nursing. And I remember mm -hmm. Ingrid, you were like, I'm just going to be honest with you. Is this like such a bad thing? Because it's pumping is just the worst in my opinion. It's awful. Yeah. And so eventually I just gave up and I realized like, that was it. She's like done breastfeeding and I'm done pumping. And now of course I'm like, thank God I hate pumping. Um, but it is funny how nobody ever talks about just like all the hormones you have and all the feelings you have associated yeah. with breastfeeding. Yeah. When I was done, well, same thing with my first, he just stopped breastfeeding as well. Kind of like a over like a course of a week and same thing. I like kept trying and trying and trying. I'm like, no, it can't be over. It can't right. be over. Right. And I cried at mm -hmm. night. It like really impacted me emotionally and the hormones are changing again. So not only do the hormone change when you are pregnant after you have the baby, but also after you stop breastfeeding. And I think that's really what's probably hitting Dylan Dreyer here is that those hormones are really like, you're just, you're trying to stop, but it's like, an, it's a physical and emotional connection, literally a connection to your child that you're ending for the rest of your entire life. You will never have that connection with your baby ever again, with your children ever, ever again. And same thing with my daughter. She breastfed for a lot longer. So I had to cut her off because it was like, it was like, we're getting to like two yeah. years old. We got to stop. So that was even harder for me because I had to make that decision and, and she took it better than me. But again, I remember like the last time I pumped, I remember it specifically like where I was. And I remember like looking in the mirror and just starting to cry because I was like, this is it. Like it's over after this. Um, so I hear you, Dylan. It's hard. It's hard. And it's funny because I actually okay, I guess I'm like, like the worst thing in the world. So it's just so interesting that that makes you sad. Oh, you know? we all hate. We all hate, hate it. pumping. Oh, my gosh. All we do is complain about it. Um, I guess I'm a terrible parent or a terrible Why? mom. I did not get sad at all when my kids stopped breastfeeding. Really? <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? No. Well, I mm -mm. think that's great because I do think it's totally hormones and it's just a, like a, a mind F to be totally, yeah. to, to be totally frank. So it's like yeah. great that you were able to like, well, just... I don't know. I just, for me, it was like the, I, I'm just, I think of selfish. Like I just wanted yeah. my body back. I wanted to like not have to do something every three hours. 
I mean, it's just such a commitment. And I remember with, you know, I like waited until Bennett hit one. I was like, okay, good. We're done. We got to a year. You're Mm -hmm. done. This is over. Well, I'm glad it didn't impact you that much then. Well, I don't know. Then hearing you talk about how like what a great bond it is and how emotional, I'm like, oh, geez. Sorry, kids. <laughs> well, I mean, it, I mean, no joke. It is a lot of work. I I read one time that breastfeeding is basically a full time job. Like you spend more hours breastfeeding than you would at a full time job, and and with no vacation. In other news, this is from the New York Times. Um, the psychology behind sibling rivalry. Dun dun dun. We all have siblings um, whom we love and whom I think we've all fought with in the past, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, You cannot avoid fighting. You can only hope to contain it. Um, This woman, Jessica Gross, she says, my four and eight-year-old are closer now than they were before the pandemic. And I think that's probably common with a lot of kids. I hear the sounds of giggling, uh, wafting from their bedroom several times a night. But the more my girls spend time together, the more they fight too. Oh, isn't that the truth? I, my favorite part of this article is when they say that, that siblings fight eight times per hour. Yes. What? Eight times per hour. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And when I read that, I was like, that's true. That is a hundred percent true. Mm -hmm. Like that, that happens. But I don't know about you guys, but when like the kids start to fight, I have gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm going to just see how this plays out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't really care to interject right now. There's no blood being shed. Like, I'm just going to see how this kind of pans out. And usually it like, it works out. Okay. Now, sometimes, especially the two-year-old, she starts losing it and has a mm-hmm. complete meltdown. Then I will, I will interject. But you know, when you have an older kid and a younger kid, sometimes the older kid can kind of, you know, remedy the situation. Um, but what they do say is that conflict decreases in adolescence. So something to look forward to as these kids Mm -hmm. get a little older. I'm from a family of four children, two girls, two boys, man, did we fight? I mean, we fought like, like throwing things back and forth, like bruising, like wrestling, like locking people in places. Like, you know, back in the day when we were growing up in like the eighties and nineties, I feel like our parents were more like we were more autonomous. Like they kind of left <laughs> not us helicopter. Alone. Yeah. They yeah. left us alone. Like the four of us would be at home alone, alone, like often, you know, cause our parents had to work. So we would just have form alliances, you know, like girls what? against boys or like, or like the older kids against the younger kids. Like every day, you don't know like who's against who at any moment, any day could be different. Uh, but at the end of the day, like I, you know, we're in our thirties now and like, we all are like, love each other. Like it all is going to be yeah. fine. You know, right, I right. Just have these fun stories. Can I just tell you, I still have the scars on my no. arms from oh, gosh. Oh my God, my like fingernails. Like, yes. Oh, I love it. Still have the scars. I mean, we, <laughs> I will just be honest with you. Jen and I hated each other. I'll bet until we were 20 and 21. No, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. You guys are oh, like yeah. best friends. Now I love her. She's like, you know, like my top three in my top three person, you know? Oh, thanks. She made uh, the yeah. top three with well, the two of I us. Mean, honestly, I was actually thinking about <laughs> Jeez, my daughter and my kidding. husband. I didn't want to say she was like my number kidding. one person. Cause like, <laughs> you know, I had like other people, but so where yeah. are we on the list? <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Right. Do you want to be top 10? I'll give you top 10. Well, yeah, okay. okay. I mean, I was I'll give you top, top five. Oh, well it's tight. It's tight in there. Um, anyway. Oh my gosh. We used to like fight over clothes. 
I can't even remember what we used to fight over, but we had like knockdown, drag out, blood flowing, hair pulling. That makes me feel better. Oh, gosh. So listen to what happened in our house the other day. This is a quick story. Um, We, Ella Ray got a new doll for Christmas, right? And she immediately on Christmas morning, as soon as she opens it, takes it to her room because she thinks that it'll be like protected from Bennett, right? Because now we have two girls, a five-year-old and a two-year-old who want the same dolls, the same everything, the same princesses. Anyway, so the other day, um, Ella goes, where's Bennett? And Gregory goes, I think she's in your room playing with your doll. Ooh. Ella Ray, you can hear her just sprint down the hallway to her bedroom. And then, of course, like, three, two, one, screams Ah! from both girls, craziness. And we were just like, you know, we're going to let it play out. Bennett comes walking back down the hallway and goes, here, Daddy. Ella Ray's hair hands <gasps> Gregory a huge chunk of Ella Ray's hair that she had pulled out. Like Ella a Ray, huge wait, no, Bennett, the chunk. small one did it to the big yes. one. Yes, yes. <laughs> Bennett, our youngest, pulled out a huge chunk of her older sister's hair well, and was so like nonchalantly like, here you go. Here's here, Daddy, you do something with this hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Oh, that's I hilarious. think too, and Katie, you could speak to this. I think it's the girl girl thing that's really. Yeah. Like, um, really yeah. tough. Yeah. My sister, Intense. like, we were, like, competing for everything. Like, we were mm-hmm. competing for, right. you know, like, who would ride in the front seat, who would sleep mm-hmm. next to mom at night, who would get the last Pop-Tart. I mean, it was... Well, good to know that we've got another, you know, I don't know, 18 years, and I then finally say, when they hit 20, we'll be good. I'm just telling you, it lasted a long time, y'all. Long Win of the week. All right, well, we have a win this week for all of us. Right? And yeah. pretty much the world, right? The whole world. This is, a, we want to celebrate this big win. That vaccinations are happening. Vaccinations are happening. Yep. My, um, my husband got vaccinated. Katie. Yep. My husband got vaccinated. My dad and my stepmom, who are both 76, got vaccinated. So thank God. I've been so worried about them. Um, and it's like, I just will tell you, when somebody tells you they get vaccinated, especially somebody who's already high risk, it is mm-hmm. like, I feel like my muscles relax. Like I feel mm-hmm. like all that pent up anxiety starting to, you know, dissipate. Yeah, that's Huge. wonderful. That yes. is so great. Oof. It's just this glimmer of hope, right? Yes. That we all needed that like, and once you, yeah, like when you hear about other people, it's cool. But like then when your husband, your, your family members who you've been worried about start yeah. getting it, you're like, oh, okay. Like we can breathe a little easier now. Yeah. yeah. But still it's wearing our masks. Yes. So wear your mask. Yes. Yep. Still do all the things. Right. Yes. All right. Well, hope everyone has a great week and uh, we'll see you right back here next time. Bye guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening.